0: Welcome back to It's a Lovely Time podcast. I'm your host, Meg Gonzalez. I'm a busy mama of three toddlers, four and under, a passionate business owner, dedicated wife, and a friend who loves to dance, eat good food, drink great wine, and enjoy connection and community. I started my first business as a wedding planner in 2017 after deciding to leave corporate America in the digital marketing realm. Then I purchased my Pure Bar studio in 2019, and, well, the pandemic hit. So I'm here sharing my experience in all things leadership, entrepreneurship, relationships, wellness, and motherhood, and everything else in between. Because when it comes to doing it all and trying to find the best way to get it done, me too. I'm glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hello, and welcome back to It's a Lovely Time, the podcast. I am so excited to launch into season two with 2022 behind us and really just looking forward to a new year of opportunities, possibilities, challenges, and the growth that can come from that. I am in a season of change and transition, and I have been really having to sit in that and honor that. There's a lot of uncomfortability that comes with this season, and if you follow me on social media, you may know that we are expecting our fourth child, and we are so excited. We had not necessarily planned, but also we're not not planning or not trying to have another baby. We honestly had some confirmation in the fall of last year that we really did want to trust God on what that next step for our family looked like. And so we decided that we were going to do just that. And lo and behold, Within um, a couple of weeks, we found out that we were pregnant after having that conversation and what that would look like for our family. And so in the end of July this year, we will be welcoming our beautiful baby boy to the Gonzalez gang. So a lot of change coming our way and a lot of exciting change, honestly, upon finding out that I was pregnant. I was super excited. I'm still super excited, but I have always been somebody who loves and enjoys pregnancy. I get really excited about birth and I've had some really phenomenal births and I love to share those stories because I find that most often we find that women are sharing the really scary, traumatizing births that they've experienced, which I honor that those are their experiences but I just challenge us as humans as females in this you know community of women whether that be online or in person that we're talking about and not being afraid to share the positive experiences because a lot of times we you know I've been guilty of it myself talking to somebody and you know there's a shared experience of trauma and I take my experience and put it in my back pocket because I'm like, well, I don't want to hurt her or I don't want her to feel like her experience wasn't valid. But really, when I talk to moms, young moms, especially expecting moms who are already petrified of all of the unknown, the last thing that they need is more scary trauma. And while I think it's very intelligent to go into the experience knowing that there is a potential. I mean, it is a very high risk procedure that we go into, but I think understanding that there's really not a whole lot we can do once we get to that day, obviously taking care of yourself and having proper nutrition and movement throughout your pregnancy are a couple of things that you can do, but really right down to the wire, some of the most healthy, fit, um, you know, women that I've ever known have ended up with trauma in the delivery room. So just knowing that there's only so much that is in our control, but to be able to focus on the positive going into that experience and allowing ourselves to not have any expectations is so important. So Anyways, um, this season of change for me, oh my gosh. (laughs) So at the end of last season, we decided to part ways with our nanny. One of, well, one of our nannies actually took a full-time position and she is a full-time student and I honestly see her as more of a daughter. She is still with us for date nights and overnights and different occasions, but it was time for her to leave us full-time and we both cried. (laughs) She asked me to come to brunch with her and we sat and we talked for hours and she will be a part of our family, our lives forever. At least I hope so. And I hope that she knows how much we encourage and support her in this next step, even though we were so sad to lose her as a part of our family in the day to day. But that being said, we were left with one nanny and honestly facing a lot of hard decisions when it came to the studio and our finances and what that looked like. So we ended up growing substantially at the end of last year. And we took the studio from 44 classes a week to 52 classes a week, which meant about a $2,000 increase in our monthly payroll. And I was looking at the situation and I just, looked at Michael and I said, listen, this is the choice we have to make, but this dividend isn't going to pay us back for about six to eight months. And so I made the decision to terminate her and take a more active role at home, which meant a lot more dedicated working time in the morning, a lot of discipline. And to be frank, it just kind of sucked because I was in my first trimester, which I didn't realize when I made this decision that I would be in the first trimester of a pregnancy with three kids at home and a business. And I have been so incredibly tired and for the first time, maybe in all of my pregnancies, I have actually listened to my body more than ever before. And I have taken more naps than I probably have 10 times combined in my entire life because I knew that that's what my body needed. And I am finally out of that first trimester and feeling a lot less foggy and tired. But literally every day when the twins were napping, my plan was to get the work done that I was going to be, you know, giving up the time for with a nanny because God bless them, they still nap two to three hours. Hallelujah. They are napping right now, but that meant if they didn't nap, I was incredibly tired. I was cranky. I was not the version of myself that I wanted to be as their mom. And it was hard and it's still hard. Honestly, we have some part-time help now. I've got a gal who's coming a few hours in the afternoon so that I can run errands and do some different things if I'm not able to get them done during nap time. But this season has reminded me once again, why I have so much respect for stay at home mothers and how it is just not one of my superpowers. Honest to God, I am so much more fulfilled when I get even just a few hours away each day to tap into my creativity and refocus my energy into something that is not just being at home. And I shouldn't say just, but genuinely for my personality, I need to get out and have that adult interaction. And whether it's just going to get a workout or going to lunch with a girlfriend, it is so important for me to be able to do that. So no matter what season you're in or what you know, what you do for a living, whether you're staying home or working full-time or part-time, just honoring and acknowledging that has been one of the biggest elements of making sure that I am taking care of myself because we have been, Michael and I, ships passing in the night. This is indicative (laughs) by my two-and-a-half-year-old son. He, anytime either one of us walks in the room, From working a full day or even just being gone a couple of hours, Lincoln says, bye, mommy, if daddy just walked in. And if mommy walks in, he says, bye, daddy. We have literally been just passing the torch because I haven't been able to work in the hours that I thought I was going to be because I was napping. And so when Michael has gotten home, oftentimes I have left. Um, And so really that just meant that I didn't get to see my husband either. And that sucked too, because when he gets home, even if I wasn't leaving by 730, I was exhausted and tired and ready for a nap. So whether 2022 was great for you or maybe frankly can suck it, I have to say that I do love the excitement the new year brings and the opportunity to reset and refocus our energy, regardless of where you're at in that energetic pole. If you are needing rest or you are needing to rejuvenate, I I really believe that there is such a great opportunity and. Honestly, this, this opportunity available to us any time of the year, but as a world, we all refocus together at this time. And so it does naturally start to happen, but I also want to encourage you as I talk about this today, this word of the year that I'm going to start putting forward, which is not a new concept, not a new idea, right? I, I do want to unpack it and just challenge you to say you don't have to have a word by the end of January, by the 1st of January. I'm not even publishing this podcast at the beginning of January because I know that this is something that is available for you to come to anytime throughout the year. And sometimes halfway through the year, something happens and we need to reset. And so having that superpower to understand when we need a reset, and how we can get there, honestly, is is something that you can tap into that anytime. It's going to serve you so much more than, all right, new year, here we go. So I believe in a word of the year, rather than setting goals, nay, I say goals are not bad, but having these new year new me and new year resolutions, they really set us up for failure in a lot of ways. But if you are looking at a word for your year, it can really be something to settle in and remind you about your core values. Propelling you into all areas of life and driving is an underlying foundation for everything you do because that's what our vision and mission statements do, right? So having a word that either is within your core values, entice back to this. It might seem kitschy and cheeky, but I really challenge you... Through the process, to maybe take this as your chance to resettle and focus on what it is you want most with a guiding light to keep you on track with the inevitable chaos of every day this year unfolding, right? Every day, every week, every month brings different challenges. And we're always looking at the week ahead, saying, All right, I'll start on Monday or I'll do this on this day. Well, as you go through, just the the day-to-day life and things are challenging you, what are you using as your true north? And if you don't have this true north, it can be really easy to get off course. And if you've got these big lofty goals, like I said, I don't think goals are bad, but I think that this idea that we have to like hit this button and restart everything on the first, I've got goals for 10 years from now, I've got goals for 25 years from now. And if I'm not making decisions today that are going to lead me there, then I can't just magically close my eyes and manifest what I want, right? So thinking about something that will either get you to a goal that's six months from now, or if you don't have a six month from now goal, that you would have something that you would be, you know, more futuristic about. And so how can you make every decision, whether it be around your finances or your family or your workouts, how you're taking care of yourself to make sure that you are making those decisions based on your core values. And we've kind of talked about unpacking and how to make you know your core value list and your mission statement and vision statement in the past. So I would say if you have any questions on that, feel free to DM me, but also you can pop back to that episode. I will put the link in the show notes. So diving back into into the podcast this year, I really feel like there's going to be a shift because, frankly, I have shifted and I was previously sectioning everything out into motherhood or wellness or entrepreneurship. And as you know, everything kind of started to blur the lines and one thing led to another. And we were talking about, Jess and I were talking about each of those different areas within each episode. And so moving forward, you'll notice that there's really not this specific cadence because that's what I wanted to avoid in the first place. That's what I really couldn't land on with my branding was how do I separate out these parts of my life? Because frankly, they're not separate motherhood and entrepreneurship and my wellness and my relationships all have to work together. And I've been in the thick of it with motherhood. So there's going to be a lot of that this season. And as we've cut back the nanny and we're trying to kind of rebuild and figure out what that will look like with a new baby coming in. This decision came for this multitude of reasons that I mentioned, but what I needed to realize was that energetically for our family, what I need to do moving forward is to be able to be more present and kind of master the best of both worlds. I was talking to a new twin mom the other day and she is already nervous about going back to work. And she doesn't have any other children. They struggled with IVF and now have these beautiful twins to love and adore. And she is already in maternity leave, thinking about, oh my gosh, I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm nervous to leave them. And I just responded and said, listen, this was what worked for me. And also, it has changed like 15 times and allowing ourselves to kind of go through these seasons and understand and recognize when we make a choice, you don't have to stay in that choice. You can always change your mind. And if you change your mind, like I did by getting rid of our full-time nanny, I realized that it was not the best choice for our family, right? Did it do what I needed it to in the short term? Yes. Yes. Was it a challenging time? Absolutely. Was I my best self? Definitely not. And so I, even though I felt like I was called to be home more with my babies, I realized that they're not babies anymore. And I needed to to really find this time with them to be home. And as we fast forward through most of December and into January, I was feeling a little less called to be home. Now, hey, it isn't for every parent <laughs> like th- but don't you ever wonder why that Christmas song says are we ready for Christmas vacation to end? Oh my gosh, I never understood it. I understood it this year. There was a balance or a shift that I needed to find to say okay. I need to recognize that me being out of the home for X amount of time is okay. And there are moments that I can be home and be more present. And I was reminded and it's come time and time again, that my quality time is better with them when it's not a larger quantity of time. Right? So I remembered that my word for 2023 coming to me, you know, This was, gosh, I want to say the end of September or early October, we had completed our vision boarding workshop for our Peer Bar community. And I had recently listened to one of Jenna Kutcher's podcasts where she talked about her word for 2021. It was back in the archives. Um, Her word was vibrant. And this made me think of this fantastic cousin that I have. Her name is Marie. She is one of those amazing souls who literally lights up every room she enters just by being there. Her energetic pull is infectious, and I have always wanted to be more like her since before I was even a mom. She is happy-go-lucky, she is easygoing, she is lighthearted, and she is radiant. There it was, radiant. I wanted to be radiant. I wanted to radiate like Marie. Around this time, a friend and I had also started more regularly committing to weekly Bible studies, a couple friends actually from the Daily Grace Co. And along with that, I felt called to be more like Christ by the end of the year. And that radiating light began to resonate even more. So as I continued to Lean into this radiant light. I finished part of my vision board for our Pure Bar Fort Collins and I added Blake Lively and her husband Ryan Reynolds to my board. A couple of weeks later, I found out they were pregnant and I teased Michael that we were going to get pregnant. What do they say about pregnant women? They're glowing, also maybe radiant. <laughs> In motherhood, This season has become increasingly difficult as I've been in the trenches of adjusting to a new schedule with impeccable timing as we found out that we were pregnant with our fourth child. And while we could not be more excited, I'll be honest, I've been exhausted. Thinking about my day when I wake up makes me feel called to nap. And if you know me, this is not a typical wake up. And unless I am pregnant, no matter how much sleep I have gotten or not, I will not be found napping or slowing down for anything. Alas, God gives us exactly what we need, even when we don't know we need it. The whole purpose of me staying home more to soak up more time with my now toddlers and not babies was to slow down and be with them. Whether it's the raging pregnancy hormones or the extra time I get to snuggle each day, I honestly found myself more present and wholeheartedly engaged in so many memorable moments opening my eyes to right where I am. Also, this is not my natural habitat, so if I'm being honest, I struggled a lot. I found myself realizing more and more that I don't need to feel guilty for the mom that I've chosen to be because I'm wholeheartedly the best mom that I can be, radiating positivity and light, shining into my children when I get to live the life that is aligned of a working mother who has quality time over quantity. There have been so many glorious, slow, sweet moments over the past two months and so many moments where I was not my best, my best self. I lost my patience. I raised my voice more over the past two months than I have my entire motherhood journey. Honestly, I didn't love it and I'm not afraid to say it. And while the statistic on raising my voice is still under a handful Those moments did not feel good for me. I did not like the mom that I was in those moments. I did not like that I was taking that out on them. And yet, while I had those human moments, I was reminded that we are all human and we are bound to make mistakes. But I also realized that what I think I should be versus what I need and thrive are two very different things. There should not be any judgment held internally or externally for living the life that allows you to show up as your best self. I'm a hardworking, creatively fueled, passionate mother, wife, and business owner, and I can be and do all of those things. My goals for this year in motherhood specifically include continuing to look inward and reflecting on what is best for my family rather than seeking external validation or worrying about what anyone thinks. And another goal I have is to help you do the same. And specifically because I love lists, I'm hoping to enroll the kids in some sort of extracurricular activities they love, like music, dancing, or swimming. Continue making intentional time with each child individually for day dates or nights with them one-on-one or one-on-two with Michael and I. Getting outside once a day for a walk or to play and get some fresh air Even if it's only going to be 14 degrees on Sunday, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Continue quarterly calendar reviews to intentionally make time for our trips and adventures, our date nights and overnights because it makes Michael and I much better parents. And continue nightly routines with mantras, prayers, and Bible verses. Remember to bring snacks to school, which winning, I already remember January, so off to a great start. And buy less crap to do more, and make more core memories. As a couple, we'll be looking at our goals for our family and our relationship in the coming weeks to set our intentions for the year ahead. And I look forward to my annual review with my general manager this month to set our sights on the intentions for the studio in 2023. This is your reminder that the 1st of January is not magical and you can set your goals any day, any month, and not feel any ounce of guilt or luck. It's a lovely time to find your word. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is my mission to empower women to be stronger, braver, and kinder to themselves and one another and to follow their dreams with grace and grit. If you love something from today's episode, I would love for you to tag me on Instagram at it's a dot lovely time. And let me know your main takeaway. And if you have a moment to rate, review, and subscribe, it would mean the world to me.